Hey Adiola, so welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy, and it's really happy there to have you here. So tell us a little bit about you know yourself and how you started in this field of podcasting. Thank you so much for having me. And I, gosh, I started in podcasting in 2016. I just had this interest in because my role, my background is in media production, project management, and I had this desire to produce podcasts. But then I was still producing events, photo shoots, and video shoots. And I remember reaching out to a friend of mine. She had a small business. I was asking, if you ever want someone to produce a podcast for you, I'll be interested. That was my first foray into podcasting. But it wasn't until 2019 that I I was at a point where I wanted to niche down, focus what I was doing. um, Because I was doing a lot. I was producing events. I was producing photo shoots. I was producing video shoots. And... I wanted to niche down into something, but I, I thought of podcasting, but I, I was, I don't have, I don't know much about podcasting. I don't have, I don't have a, I know, but not enough to say I'm going to be a podcast producer, but then COVID happened um, in 2020, which is everyone's story lately. Then COVID happened and I couldn't shoot videos because I had to be in person. I couldn't sh- produce video. I mean, video shoots. I couldn't do events because it was all in person. And the one thing that I could do was podcasting. So I decided, okay, I'm going to step into this podcasting role and see what it's all about. I took a, a class, like a program, to learn more about the technical part of it. And I found out just the production piece is similar to what I've done. Producing a podcast involves a, a skills of managing people, managing projects. And that's how I got started. COVID happened, decided to niche down into it because I was only thing on my plate to do. Took a course. And here we are. That's pretty awesome. And it's really great. I, I've seen a lot. I've interviewed a lot of people and uh, they've all mentioned that uh, initially they weren't, uh, you know, came in as a podcaster. Like they either they were as, as a musician or a DJ even, and they were, uh, you know, transitioned it into this. And this is one thing I want to follow up with the things that you mentioned. You said uh, you asked your friend that, you know, if in case at any time uh, she wants to do a podcast producing, then you would help. So there are a lot of podcast producers or managers out there who want to have a start, right? Somewhere they want to start. So how do you think that without any awkwardness that they can ask their friend, because they may say no, like ultimately, and they may break your heart. So yeah. Can you like tell a little bit about that? About what it felt like asking my friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, my background is in media and storytelling. So I am a storytelling storyteller at heart. So I approached my friend because I knew she had a story and it was a story that people could learn from and take, you know, lessons from. So that was my, my intention was more to produce a story in a podcast format. I wasn't thinking the technicals. I wasn't thinking of all the marketing pieces. I was just thinking of, I'm a storyteller. I can produce a nice series of you telling your story in each episode. That was my idea. So I just asked her, like, if you ever want to do a podcast, think of me. By that point, I'm glad she didn't. She said, yes, go ahead and do it. But then things happened. I never got to it. But I'm glad I didn't because I wasn't thinking about podcasting as a whole in terms of the launching, the the editing, the show notes, the graphics. I was just thinking of, you have a story, let's tell it. So I would say, like, what angle do you, if, you, if you're thinking of getting into podcasting, to, to think about your why, Mine is to tell stories. That was my initial beginning why. 
but also think about what you need to do to make the story come alive. There's a lot that goes into podcasting and just saying how I have a story to tell. However, I always say, think about what role do you want to play in the production of podcasts? Because there's so many roles you can take on. So you might be that you like, I just want to edit. That's what you want to do. I just want to write show notes. I just want to be involved in the marketing. I just want to be involved in finding sponsors. I want to be involved in pitching people to be on other post podcast. So you could either be a full, because my team and I were a full production company, or you could step into something that is your skill set. If podcasting was a thing back when I was talking to my friend, I would absolutely be a producer doing much more the, the concept in the strategy versus all the little details. So it's always important to think about what are my skills, what am I willing to learn, and what am I willing to bring to the table if I don't want to do it all. Got it, got it. So uh, this Chris and Tina, uh, like, what's actually the name? I mean, like, because I was so creeped out when, you know, this different name came and I didn't actually check your bio really that much. Then I actually saw CEO, you know, your name was there. So how did this name came in? Like, uh, any backstory on that? Yeah, there's a backstory. Chris and Tiana is actually my first name. My first name is Christiana. Wow. (laughs) So when I had my wedding company, it was Christiana Events. I had an event company. And then I transitioned into project management of doing events, but also managing projects. So I was like, I'm going to make it even more fancy. I make it Chris and Tiana. So Chris is more the event planning side and Tiana was more project management. And people that knew me then were always thought it was me saying Chris and Tiana, man and woman getting married. But that wasn't the idea behind it. But I can see how that can be. But it's my first name and it just stuck. And I'm like, when I transitioned into podcasting, I kept the name. Interesting. <laughs> That's great. So, so let's just jump on to a couple of, you know, things that you are as an expertise have. And, uh, you know, I think the audience would be really uh, like, they'll be great to hear about this as well. So one of the things is, so, you know, doing B2C podcast is kind of like an easier thing. So, you know, considering people know, already know their why. So mostly they would produce, let's say, a sports podcast or, uh, you know, any, any, any form of B2C podcast for that matter. But some people would be like doing B2B podcasts. Let's say um, I'm actually currently in a job right now and they kind of do, uh, you know, company to company services like blockchain or artificial intelligence, something like that. So how do you think they would be able to produce or plan their entire podcast production accordingly? Anything that you have? I would say for... A business-to-business podcast. As I think, as I think about uh, some of the clients I work to, some of them actually work with B two B. I'm thinking of one podcast. Is she the podcaster that she's a marketing strategist and she's doing the, the the podcast is for retail entrepreneurs on the digital space. So maybe in big in Target, in Walmart, in all those big um, retail companies. And I would say in planning your podcast. Podcast is still a marketing platform. And even though you're doing B2B, your goal is still to talk to an audience, is still to send a message to a target audience. So I would say the, the, the mechanics behind it isn't all that different. It's thinking about what's your why for this podcast and who are you trying to talk to and what are you trying to say to them? I think for any business, whether you're doing B2C to buy from you or B2B, to buy from you. You still have to have the basic framework of what is it you want to say? Who is it you want to talk to? And why is it important for them to get this message? I would say that's the basic thing you need to have. 
And then you're still trying to sell. It's still it's trying to sell that you're sending to dive to consumer or to another business. So it's always planning your podcast production around what is it you're trying to sell. I always say no matter what podcast you have, unless you're doing podcasts for as a hobby, you should be talking about what you do on your podcast, what you're trying to sell on your podcast. What are the benefits you have to get to anyone listening to your podcast? So it's always important to think about your what, your why, and your who, but also what is it you're selling? And how can you incorporate that into every single episode that you produce for your podcast? Whether you're bringing a guest on to talk to the audience, or you're doing a solo episode, or you're talking directly to one of the business you're trying to talk to, it's important that you are constantly infusing into your episodes, into your podcast episodes, what it is that you do and what is it you're trying to give or sell. Because let's be honest, if you're doing B2B, you're selling. What you're trying to sell, making that a constant thing you're talking. I'm not liking a salesy way like buy from me, but letting people know that you as a host, as a business owner, you have this to offer and you do it well. And this is why it's important that you listen to me, like me, trust me, and then buy from me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But, you know, uh, it's just a thought that I had, like people have become really, uh, you know, more clever these days, I guess they would clearly know a sales pitch when they see one. So do you think when would be the right time for the podcast host, uh, you know, to do a particular sale? Like, for example, should that person have like 10,000 listens? Or should that person have a particular email list? That should be some threshold, like, like, from this point, you can start. I, 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 I think you can start talking about what you do when you start. So selling, like you said, people are getting clever. So you're just saying buy from me is not, is not the way to sell. I think from the beginning, from your episode one, you should start letting people. And the goal of a podcast, one of the goals is for you to build the no like and trust factor. Most people don't buy from you if they don't trust you. And people may not trust you if they don't like you. And people really like you, they don't know you. So it's important that right from the start, you're already infusing into your episodes who you are, what you do, what you have to offer. So if I'm listening to your pod, like if I'm listening to a podcast about, I don't know, maybe from a, a therapist, I should be able to know from the episodes that you are a therapist, that you work with this kind of, like maybe you work with mainly men. So if I'm listening, I know that you are not the, you're not the counselor for me or therapist for me. I already know, okay, this is a therapist. But the audience they speak to is men. So you're already in that establishing yourself as an expert, letting people know who you, who you are. And as, as you share more with each, each episode, I get to like you. Okay, I like what you have to say. I can trust that you are an expert. And when it comes to the point where I need a therapist for my cousin, my son, my, my brother, I can say, look at this person as an option. So I would, I would say people are getting clever, but I think they're also getting more smart to the idea that you just coming out and saying buy from me is not a tactic that works anymore. You have to let audience know you and you let people know you by consistently sharing what you do, giving good, valuable content with each episode. So when it's time to buy, I can say, oh, I remember listening to this podcast. They didn't say buy from me, but they were selling. Whether we want to sugarcoat it or not, you're always selling. Even when you do this podcast, I'm selling. I'm letting you know I'm a podcast producer. This is what I do for a living. I'm not saying buy from me, but I'm letting you know this is what I do. This is what I have to offer. Yeah, I guess that's a subtle way of doing, you know, putting there that, you know, you do this. So, yeah, that's an option. Because, you know, when I was doing college, I, when I was studying marketing, after I studied marketing, the one thing I came to know is I can't trust people anymore. It's like when someone comes to you and say, you know, you're really nice. You know, how such a good person you are. I'm like, 
okay what do you want from me that is the first thing that actually came to my mind it it really took a toll after studying marketing then i was like okay not all people are like that some people are genuine and everything so yeah because i've seen a lot of memes or a lot of videos online people are really talking about this stuff uh that's what i said meant when people are getting clever actually but yeah i think uh you are way when you say subtle way of saying it or not saying at all may even work when you just say uh what do you do also like yeah. i would it's important that i think one thing that i say as a business owner is that my clients are important to me i care about my clients and that comes across in how i talk to them how i work with them how i sell to them i'm about making money but if all i'm about is making money that is going to be so clear no one and we're all getting clear but no one just wants to buy for someone that wants to make money i'm make sure that you actually clear up clear about who you're talking to and speaking to and that you can solve their problem because i can give you money and then realize that you are fraud and i will let the award know that by putting up a yelp review or something or google review so it's important that you have a of you're doing business but you care about the people you're doing business with so even if you're selling people like yes she's selling it's business but i trust this person i trust that they can offer me what i need and you know uh, yeah cool um so you know coming on to the next topic uh it's like there are a lot of podcast managers out there uh, you know the one thing that obviously they would do i've seen a lot of instagramers especially they you know uh, show as a podcast manager more than linkedin it's just really um i don't know it's it's really unusual for me because because you know linkedin is more of a b2b platform for you know podcast producers and everything but they do a lot of branding on instagram especially so any tips on people who are just starting out as a podcast managers you know regarding branding like how should they start uh, that would be great i would say where you where you come to like two things where do you the client kind of clients you want to work with where do they play what do they work in play and also what what is a comfortable platform for you to be on I have like my most of my clientele not most but a lot of my clientele come from Instagram. However, LinkedIn is a viable platform for me to find clients because I work with a lot of B2B um clients. So, it's a viable platform for me to get clients. But when I look at the stats and say so what is working right now, for me it's Instagram. So, I'm I put energy in that while also you know okay, I say LinkedIn is a good place to start putting energy. But I'm not going to let Instagram go because B2B is LinkedIn is a great place for B2B. But also, what is where because social media can 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 get tiring. So I'm always saying, you know, even just marketing in general can get tiring. But I'm always saying, what is a place where your 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 um clients or your audience conjugate and play, and where is a place that you like to be or that you enjoy that it's not a hustle for you to be on. So I always say merge those two when you brand. Don't just go be on Facebook because everyone sees your clients on Facebook. You don't enjoy being on Facebook. Then you're going to end up doing it for a month and then falling off because like I don't want to be here. But so find somewhere where your clients, your clientele, your target market is at, but it's also a place that you're comfortable and enjoy playing and marketing at. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. So uh okay this this may be a really obvious question but on instagram uh if you're just starting as a podcast manager you can be really tempting to just cold message people like you know hi uh, this is me i'm being podcast managing uh not to sell but you know just to get a review of the profile or follow whatever it is do you think it's yeah do you think it's good or, or what's your thoughts on that honestly i'm not one that i don't i don't necessarily play say this is the rule for anything 
it depends on how you, I, I wouldn't say it's good or bad. It depends on how you approach it. I have cold pitched people on Instagram. I've cold pitched people on, on emails. It's how do I, and I, people always talk about, people don't like when people come to them, the first thing they do is to ask. I think it depends, on, it depends on how you go about asking. I'm not against DMing someone cold pitching and saying, hey, I saw your Instagram or I saw that you mentioned that you're looking for a podcast manager. I may not be following you. I may just have started following you. But how did I? How do I present myself to you? You have obviously have a need. So I might as well step into that and see if you're willing to help, let me help you feel it. Um, but also, it's important to know the people. The people need your services. If you're not sure if someone needs your services, hang around their Instagram before you go cold pitch them. So I would I would rarely ever go in someone's email and DM and say, "Do you want to start a podcast?" If yes. It's a waste of my time. I haven't qualified you as a potential lead. I'm just assuming. But if you put on your Instagram and say, oh, I'm thinking of starting a podcast, that if I've never spoken to you ever, I can reply and say, yes, hi, I'm a podcast producer. So I think we just have to read the room and see what's happening. What are they saying? So I'm, I'm all for cold pitching when done right. I'm not against cold pitching, whether I know you or not. It's just depending on how do you go about presenting yourself. And are you gathering enough information to make this cold pitch the right cold pitch to be making at that point in time? Yeah, exactly. The, the you know the main reason why I asked this, um, I'm also really not against it because I've done pretty bit of spamming people <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, when I was really so enthusiastic in marketing and stuff, I was I was doing that not like uh what to say client pitching, but just normal way of you know follow and stuff. But yeah. there was this one person who actually on my LinkedIn, uh, that person is like. Um, I don't want to call that person desperate, but the sentences that person will be sending, like, um, you know, please try it myself. It's just for one month, you know, it will be working out really well. Then all the stuff still, that person is texting me, even though I don't reply it. So yeah, yeah I think, uh, I think that would be, uh, I don't know. That's a threshold, right. <laughs> to do something. Yeah. I wouldn't spam people. I wouldn't recommend spamming. I wouldn't recommend that, but I also wouldn't recommend saying a need that someone expressed and stepping into it. But then it's not just the it's not just the initial code picture, the initial in saying I can help you. It's the follow up, and that that's when it can get dicey when you're spamming, you're sending messages every other hour, every week. It's like how do you? I don't want to use the word finesse because it sounds manipulative. But how do you structure a, a follow up sequence with someone you want to work with without spamming them? So it's it's beyond even the code because some people never reply to you until you follow up. On the second or third follow-up. So I'm all about stepping out and saying needs and requesting to fill them. I'm against spamming, but I think you can be strategic in how you reach out to people that you don't know that you want to work with. I'm not, I'm not, I don't live by the rules of you can code pitch people in the DMs. Yes, you can. People, people receive people are doing businesses in their DMs. People are making money in the DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Great. Uh, so, you know, just following up with this, there's this one point where, you know, you mentioned that uh, you have to, you know, show as an expert in your own field in order to, you know, get more clients or, you know, whatever in a sense that you are either a podcaster or a podcast guest. So like, do you think that should, should we start uh, a podcast with like zero audience? For example, let's say I'm starting a podcast right now, then at the same time, I'm creating my Instagram, LinkedIn or whatever it is, or should I create my social media first, get some engagement, talk talk it up, talk about it for six months or seven months? Then I should start a podcast. Like, do you think which one suits more uh, in a best possible way? 
I don't think, well, maybe that's just me. So I might be like, I might have a blind spot, but I don't think anyone in this internet world is starting anything from zero for the most part. Most of us, a lot of us have are, are on one platform or the other, whether you're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikToks, we're, we're on some one platform or the other. So I don't buy into the idea that anyone is starting from zero in this world that we are right now. However, I would say it's nice to start a podcast with an audience. It's nice because then you're getting listeners and it helps you want to keep pushing forward. However, because podcasting is a long-term strategy, it takes a while for you, unless you, you know, have a huge platform like Obama or your Beyonce or something that has Hopper. Podcasting, no matter where you're starting from, is a long-term strategy. And for us that people that were not celebrities, we have to start and run, run the race to get it to grow. So I would say you can, you can actually start both. One, because no one, for the most part, is in this world that we have and have, have no followers. We all have followers somewhere, one thing. But because also podcasting is a long-term strategy, don't, even if you have followers, don't expect to drop a podcast a day and have a million views or a thousand views. It's, it's, an, it's the exception of the rule. So I would say you can start both. You can start your podcast, keeping in mind that it's a long-term strategy. So I don't, even if I have a lot of followers, I don't expect to start now and have a thousand views in the first week or the first six months. You're going to have to grow. So why not just start and just do the work and then grow the social media in other ways that you can. And they can actually help each other grow each other. So I think I, I, I buy into the idea that you definitely have a following somewhere. So start your podcast and market to that following. And then see how you can grow because your podcast is going to take a while to grow anyways. You might as well start. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because, you know, when you mentioned like one platform might have one following, another platform might have another following. For example, you may have like millions of listens on your podcast, but if you go and see Instagram, uh, it won't be having much of a following. I've seen a lot of podcasters, they're like top on the charts and everything. If I go see your Instagram profile, it's not, it's not much. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because maybe this, those podcasts do have a strategic way of using SEO because the Google, Google is another way for you to draw people to your podcast. Right now we're talking about how to name your podcast episode that it's, it's searchable. Now you can actually find things with audio with Alexa and Siri. So you don't have to have a huge Instagram, Facebook platform to have get following on your podcast because there are other ways you can use show notes on your website, get it SEO optimized, make sure your episode titles are optimized. I want people are searching, they can search for something and you can pop up. And, also, and now I, I believe you can actually now set up your um, podcast on some podcast host to be audio search optimized. So people can actually search for something and you will pop up. So there are many ways you can, even with a low following or small following on Instagram, that you can build a podcast listenership because there are other ways to go about doing that without having to be mainly your followers on Instagram, especially if they are just family and friends. Maybe they don't care about your topic. Maybe they're not your audience. They're not the target market you want to talk to. But then they can help spread the word to get those people to come to your platform, whether to Instagram and then to the podcast or to the podcast and then to Instagram. I think they can both work. They can walk off of each other. God, I'm Gordon, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes perfect sense. So, you know, in one of the posts that uh, you posted, I actually saw something about podcast reports. So uh, to be honest, like 
the one podcast report that i know is whenever i see the listening platforms and you know how much listenership or how much monetization that's the couple of things is there anything else that um in general like a podcast manager let's say should give as a report to their client or say at the end of the month or something anything at all yeah so i wouldn't say should but the things that we gather christiana we would gather the um we like we do accumulative so maybe it's the month of on, on october would gather what the total overall download was for that month would gather what the highest um of the episodes that you dropped that month or the past 30 days what what has the highest view we would gather on your website which of the episodes are gather, gathering the most um because podcast listeners can come from different places and some may come from your website some may land on your website first so we're looking at what are people landing on your website which episode are people coming to and where are they coming from is it google is it instagram is it pinterest is it to your email list what is it that is drawing them to this particular episode um we look at all the charts so chartable like where are you training on chartable on apple what are you what's going on we look at the back of apple um this episode that you dropped all this of all the four episodes you dropped this month which one are people listening to and how long are they listening to it so we got all this, we got each each for each month and then we also like my team and i we do a report for each month for this month is what happened we grew by 2000 listeners or we stayed steady so we're not gaining new listeners but we stayed steady we're not losing listeners so it's different things to gather also depends on what's important to the host what is the goal and vision of the host and so you have to now you think about what is it that they that they want to accomplish and which of these numbers helps tell the story for what they want to accomplish if they want to go the email list which of um one how many people um grew came from the podcast the email list that could be a stat you gather so it's important to think about what is the host what's most important to the host what can help the host achieve the goals they have for their podcast and then gather that information to say this is what we're doing and that this is what is happening that is helping run i mean move your goal forward or as you get to know a host you get to know what they need because you are the expert so you get to, this is what you're thinking saying but this is what your podcast is doing and this is why this may be something to consider as a goal or a vision as we move forward so the different i would say gather the stats based on the why's and the vision of the host but also think about what is important to help the host gather and get to their goals that they're not even thinking about yeah yeah that makes sense because i think there's a lot of uh, also you know categories would be going into it. but the one thing that you mentioned is prioritize based on the why's and the vision of the host that's the one thing yeah cuz you got to be kind of gathering numbers but yeah. what is it like okay this month we, we have 10000k this month last month we had 11 what does that really mean what does it do for your podcast is is it just numbers or just just gathering stats is a vanity metric um we can't just have numbers without building into what does this mean does it even mean anything yeah right because you know sometimes like even if 10k listens they would have earned like $1000 or but with 11 or 12k they wouldn't have earned that much so they need to figure out how, how much it works and everything got it got it got it that's great so just coming to the end of the uh, you know section i just want to ask one thing out of the box i always do so is it morning or evening there it's um afternoon it's 12:30 12:30 okay so uh, the question is uh, who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday my dad my dad my dad facetime me yesterday and i always make my dad smile so <laughs> my dad yesterday so yeah my dad my dad was the last person i spoke to last night awesome awesome that's great 
Awesome. So what about, uh, what about you? What, was <laughs> a, what did you make smile yesterday? Last person you made smile. Um, that would be usually my mom. <laughs> I, I would be uh, irritating her with something like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. She would be like, "Why can't you just let me live in peace?" And then I'd say, "It's just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." Then she'll be <laughs> she'll be normal. So uh, you know, just laugh. So I guess <laughs> that's how it always happens. That's cool. Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Wait. Um. Uh, so yeah, this one one final question I want to ask is um. So this is something I I actually found recently on Instagram a lot. Um. When you search for podcast manager, a lot of women podcast managers showing up. Okay, there's a lot of them, tons of them. Uh, I I mean, like I'm not trying to sound as a sexist here, but I couldn't find a single guy. I don't know why it was really hard to find a guy. Uh, so is there any reason? Maybe uh, you know, they're trying to a side hustle, or maybe they're trying to do something. I'm not so sure, but. What is it behind it? You have any idea about that? I'm really I, curious. On this. I have an. I don't have an idea. I have an assumption. Uh-huh. Like I will call it intelligent assumption. Well, two. One is podcasting is a great podcast manager and podcast producer is a great way to something you can do at home. I think of mothers that have kids that want to stay at home and still make a living. So it's just it's an assumption. It's an intelligent conclusion I'm making in my mind that the podcasters that I most of the podcast not most some of the podcasters that are coming podcast producers are coming up because it's a it's a it's a role that you can do from anywhere you can do you don't have to go into an office to be a podcast producer or podcast manager so if you have kids it's a great great um role to be in um one more, and then thinking about when COVID happened uh, I think a, a great number of podcast producers popped up during COVID because most mother women have to stay, have to stay home with babies, had to be at home with their like babies, and they uh, many people left their jobs. I mean, left their jobs, and even those that had jobs that they were doing couldn't do it because they had to stay home, and staying home, try it just wasn't manageable. So that's what, what comes to mind, is that it's um, it's a great role to do at home with kids, a great role to. It's also a great word. Like I know that many virtual assistants, many people that did niche down into podcasting because it's because VA can be all kinds. We do it a lot of things as a VA, but with podcasting, you're focused on a niche. So that's another reason why many VAs, which many are women, niche down into podcasting. I'm trying to think. Those are the three things that come to mind. It's just it's it's just easier to do in the house. You don't have to leave the house to be a podcast manager. I have to think about that, but it's a, it's a, it's a great point, and it's a it's a true point. Many of the podcast producers managers I see are women. Um, yeah, that's great. That's great. because you know, and the virtual assistant which you mentioned is also completely true because uh, this is this is one client that I work with regarding video editing and all that stuff. And once we had a team meeting, and one person from Philippines, uh, she actually joined in the meeting, and it was like around midnight, exactly midnight. She was joining, so you know, I mean, like they have different uh, sets of time uh, shifts and everything. So yeah. yeah, I get uh, I I get it when people are trying to. Uh, doing the virtual assistant and stuff, so yeah, I actually get the point on yeah, that. Yeah, like do the best with what you can. Like you can, if you your baby, your kids are sleeping, and you can be editing. Or you don't have to go into the office to do anything. You don't have to. You can really craft a a, a career that fits your lifestyle. Um, and someone like me, that I like to travel. I don't want to be sitting. I don't want to be in one place. I don't want to be at a job where I have to go in. 
and podcast production is amazing. I can do them anywhere in the world. I can lead a team within the world and be traveling and doing this work. So, yeah. Awesome. That's great. That's great. So, yeah, uh, it's almost the end. Uh, is there anything else that you want to ask me? Like anything else? <laughs> Tables turned. <laughs> so tell me. Tell me, do you do you do full podcast production or you an editor? Is this or do you just produce this podcast because you enjoy podcasting? Why this podcast? Oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, that you know, it's like it felt like three different questions in my head for a second. It is, it, it is a couple yeah. of questions, but physically, why this podcast? What's why this podcast? Yeah. Okay. So why this podcast? Um, okay, this might sound a bit awkward, but I my mostly st- I started this podcast around like three years ago. This it didn't start as like a for podcasters. It started as a different one, mainly because I got my heart broken. I was so sad. I just wanted to see whether other people are also sad. So I. <laughs> I just hopped on to, a, I didn't even know whether I was starting a show. I just, you know, just started it and see how people are doing with their business and everything. Then later, slowly, I just uh, did some video editing. I really loved editing and stuff. Then later on, I got my first gig. I thought, okay, it's nice. People are really paying for it. So let's see and try it out more. Then I tried it more. Then I got my team and, you know, they are doing like micro content management, like how Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, does like, you know, picking out contents and everything. So yeah, the why is mainly uh, like misery loves company, but uh, the later on it came as you know like it it was really profitable and uh, it was good. Uh, I really love talking to people about you know what they want and uh, how they want to do things. So yeah, that's how it came later on. In short, I can say micro content manager slash podcast producer. I don't know. That's it. That isn't a specific name for it yet. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it's been going on. Yeah. When you say micro content, what does that mean? What do you do? like? You repurpose? I can see. I know you're in your LinkedIn. You 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 say you repurpose podcast yeah. to micro content. What what do you what does that mean? So basically, now this recording is done. Once this recording is done, what I would do is I would take the interesting points, like let's say uh, some of the points. Let's um why there are lots of women podcasters. It's a topic. So different topics will be spoken in this entire episode so i would chop it up and repurpose into like blogs videos graphics and you know people have content because most people they only have one hour per day in their entire month they want to post content so i'll yes. just make sure that uh they just can't be consistent with all the social platforms because i do for my uh youtube and all this stuff so yeah i'm trying just trying to help others as well yeah and do you do full video edit like if i was like oh this is not me if I was like, oh, I have a, a, a client, we mm. want someone to go in and do f- full video edits and like like a thirty minute video edit, clean out and clean out sounds. Yeah, all of you do that full video before you chop it up. Also, yeah, 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 full okay. uh, video editing as well. Yeah, so yeah, basically a video editor. And uh, the, the thing is, I don't, I don't, you're still getting good name for it. I don't know. So micro content yeah. is just the only thing that comes to mind. Micro content sounds nice. Micro yeah. podcast micro content. Uh, content in general but that's 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 basically that's and that's a need because people have podcast yeah. episodes are long you can yeah. turn into email for your email list a blog post a reel if you do videos yeah. and all of that so there are many ways to to use a one hour 30 45 minute video to make other content yeah yeah interesting great 
<laughs> thank you so much <laughs> great so so adiola that's really great uh, we had a great conversation about a lot of things so uh, if people want to find you and you know they want to ask you some things regarding services or so it would be great uh, where we can find you yes so i am on instagram at chris antiana and that's c r y s a n d t i a n a chris antiana and i'm also um my website is chrisntiana.com and that's where you can find you can walk with us um inquire about working with us on the website or even dm the ig page and we would um we would answer you and we can take it from there awesome and yeah she will definitely reply in the instagram because that's how i got to uh, get onto this podcast so i'll definitely link everything in the description so you guys can go and check it out and uh, yeah thank you so much uh, ariola so once again folks let's see the next episode thanks so much thank you